You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Making Waves Welcome everyone to Making Waves, the business edition yeah. Uh, tonight we have Chad. Four hundred one Ks. Four hundred one Ks. Al McManus here. Justin Press, our typical host. Tim, and by no means do I mean he's typical. I mean he's very atypical. But our host Justin is gallivanting across the country. I think with who did he say? With uh, the Prince Review or what was it? Michael Jackson yeah. tribute. Yeah. Uh, shine down. It's literally like shine down. it's like shine down and like whoever. L Def Leppards or somebody like that. Anyway, name drop. Somebody doesn't have an arm. Yeah. Name drop for our pal, Justin. And uh, Chad Nicefield is here, the lovely and talented co-host. And uh, we are on episode like 100 and something something here tonight with our friends in Eva Under Fire. Now, I'll probably edit this part out. Pause. Do we do, do we do Eva or do we do Amanda? Technically, it's supposed to be Eva now. Great. It's even now. And we are here, ladies and gentlemen, tonight with episode number 175,363. Something like that. It's it's well into the early 100s. I'll put it that way. Eva BC. under fire. Yeah, BC. We have Eva. We, we have Robert Lyberg and we have Matt the drummer in the house tonight, everyone. The new drummer. <laughs> Sorry, Matt the new drummer. <laughs> I don't know how new you are, Matt. So I apologize yeah. if you're not that new. <laughs> Matt, Chad. Yeah, Matt, Chad, Dave, Paul, whatever. Dave. What, yeah. no, what is it for real? What did I say? It's Dave. That's what I said. Dave. Oh, did you say Matt? No, okay. no, no, you guys aren't listening very well. Like, I clearly yeah. said Dave. Oh, I heard know. him say Matt. We're around a lot of loud <laughs> music a lot. So we didn't I, you. I definitely said Dave. <laughs> no, I definitely said Matt. I'm sorry about that. Well, welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, we are excited to uh, to chat with you for this uh, the next hour or so about all things going on with Eva Under Fire. And um, with that, let's start with just kind of what's going on. Where are you all physically right now at this moment? You're in a, someone's lovely bedroom. There may be some makeup kit in the back. Maybe there's... It's mine. It's ours. This is yeah. the same room with the last uh, interview. And we're in a uh, good old Taylor, Michigan. Taylor, right Taylor. On. Yeah, I, I was wondering, is it was it Southgate or Taylor? I remember. Uh, I mean, I know the Crackjaw days. Obviously, you guys are from down there. I just didn't know where you guys were located. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were based out of Southgate, but yeah, they're they're Taylor, and we're pretty much right next to each other. So yeah. got it. Wyandotte? Do you, I just just Wyandotte sorry too. guys. Uh, these are some Michiganders. I just have to ask this question. Did you guys just play in Wyandotte? At that, is there a venue down there now? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. How, how is our it? own downriver amazing venue now? It's so cool. It's District 142. 
And we did a like a hometown throwdown type deal. It was a, their first sold out show at that venue, which was oh, awesome because so- uh, we went way back with the promoter. So she now is part owner of this venue. So it was really cool to have like another full circle moment in Downriver, Detroit. So you you're familiar with Crowfoot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a buyer okay, of that. So, I booked a little it bit for chapped. 15 years. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's kind of like our own personal crowfoot now because it's it's got a really cool mezzanine thing up top, oh, shit. seating, and then there's like what on the all uh, general admission on the floor. Um, so it's it's really awesome. It's beautiful, state of the art. Julie did an amazing job with like setting it up. The sound there is incredible. Um, so we're really we're really proud. So uh, yes. so it was really cool. Um, and then we have we have more dates now with Michigan. Speaking of Michigan homies, we get to go out with uh, Pop Evil for a few of their dates. We're going out with Taproot for a few of their dates. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And then we're coming to you know jump on the boat. <laughs> Ew, what the fuck? That's so tight. You guys leave June, right? June yeah. uh, through August is the Pop Evil dates. Yeah. So there's there's a couple of them I think that starts in July. So we're doing uh, Taylor Fist uh, with Jim Blossoms actually. <laughs> Um, kind of kick it off. Fucking band, second favorite band. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah Jim Blossoms. Where so, are they playing at? Sorry, sorry, guys. I gotta go. Heritage Heritage Park. Park. He's on his way. He's oh, already gone. Dude, we're doing Heritage Park. Come to the pavilion. Like we're I'm hanging out. There. Let's do this. That's yes. Amazing. Yes. Wait, wait a second. Park. The Jim Blossoms gig is where? Right down the street. In Taylor yeah. Tucky. It's in oh Taylor. My God. It's like literally for the Taylor fireworks, and like there's celebrating. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. The hand, the fist, the fingers. I got it. I'm learning. I'm learning. So wait a second, flashback, Chad, you probably didn't yeah. know this, but Mm-mm. when I worked with Alan Koenig from Shiprocked, who the founder of Shiprock, when Alan and I worked in management together, mm-hmm. uh, he was day-to-day manager for the Jim Blossoms for like three Shut years. Shut the fuck up. Front door too, yeah. Right? Yeah. Every mind is getting blown tonight. I'm telling yeah, you. Mostly <laughs> just mine. I'm just like going to turn into an absolute freaking shell of a man when I walk away. Hanging out with a whole like, bunch of Michigan. Michigan's on the come up, guys. This, yeah. this is the, we're bringing back Detroit Rock City. We we gave yeah. up on the sports teams. We're just doing Detroit Rock City now. Hey, sports teams are coming too, though. Don't worry. The Lions are going to, the Lions are, you know, there's some hope. There's some hope with the Lions. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Come on. Well, Chad's really excited. Chad's very sporty. He loves sports. That's why I was late. I was like, oh, I got to get 10 more pig t- pigskin tosses in before I go yeah. on this podcast. Uh, so you guys, after the tour with um, Pop Evil, is Taproot in the fall then? I think so. so those are yeah. those are fall dates because yeah. they're on our way to and from like other, like we're doing, we, we have a ton of festivals we get to do this year. Um, so like in between what? So there, there's a couple Rock of different Fest, groupings. We, we play like six shows all together with Taproot, and they they take place in like October and uh, November. Okay, so like aftershock and stuff. I know that those festivals. No, are- we're not. We're not out. We did aftershock last year. Uh, we we're doing incarceration. Oh, yeah. uh, That's gonna upheaval. be sick. Yeah, upheaval here in Michigan and uh, uh, Rockfest, and also Rock. Blue Ridge, and of course. Next year, we absolutely can't wait to be back out on the boat with you guys. Yeah, hey, you guys are that's like a hell of a fucking 2023, guys. guys. Like even even and skillet over in Europe before this, right? Yeah, right. We just like got off, off the plane, got, got back yeah. like this. I don't know, two weeks ago, something like that. Uh, How'd I just, go? I I had a good conversation with Haley uh, Kramer today, Chad. You you probably remember that from uh, from Pop Evil. Yes. About, some, about some fun things we might do. So that's that's all. And then I, and then I got refreshed on what y'all were up to. I was like, oh my gosh, small world. Everybody's talking to everybody. Dude, <laughs> totally. Yeah, she seems super cool. I don't know if you guys have hung out with them yet, but certainly you will. 
obviously yep. now. Yeah. yeah I have, they're all very nice. I have been told that I need to hang out with Haley because uh, so a buddy of ours used to do merchandise for them who we met on the Atreyu Nothing More tour. And so when he was out with Pop Evil, we kind of went like they were in town and we just I just went to like help him sling Pop Evil t-shirts. And then like we ended up on the bus and like hanging out. And so I've said hi to Haley and met her, um, but we just haven't had the the fortune of of hanging out just yet. Um, but I hear they're they're wonderful people. I mean, from what I know of them, they're super nice. So we're we're excited. Yeah, super, awesome. super nice, nice people. Yay. Yeah. Cool. So so we just got back. How was uh how was yeah. playing abroad? Cool. Have you guys, have you all been, have you done it and been there? And, and what's the, was that first we time haven't. overseas? No, we, well, this we, is our first time. We what's took the first time? guide. Yeah. yeah I, I was uh, previously, previously there with other acts in the past, but then, uh, yeah, but this was, was much bigger and badder for sure. All the way around. It was good. Yeah, yeah awesome. the, the theater shows over there, it was like a heck of a tour to like do the first run with, right? Like for Evo Under Fire, first time in Europe playing theaters that were like, 2000 cap type rooms was pretty crazy um i mean them european fans go hard for rock music yeah, yeah they do. Like, they do. yeah and it doesn't even really it didn't matter necessarily that we were new to them i feel like other markets sometimes you find people who are hesitant for like new music if they don't know you already or whatever um, but we were awesome. Uh, you know, we're we're friends with Skillet. They did an awesome thing by putting us on the ad mat. And so, of course, what do rock fans do? They go, oh, I've not heard of them. Let me check this out, right? Because mm-hmm. they are always going to do the deep dive on all of mm-hmm. your songs. Um, and that really it helps immensely. Plus, um, we had a we had a single that we were releasing over there. We did Unstoppable was kind of going through mm-hmm. European radio as we were over there. Nice. Well, I got to do all the cool things, visit all the FM stations and like do do some interviews and cool podcast stuff. So it was a really awesome time. So fun. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things too, where it's like if you go to Europe early, it look, at least in my experience, it was in management and in a lot of it in country music. Um there was a lot a lot of the conversations were, hey, you know what, you gotta go to you gotta go to Europe early in your career. I mean, I'm not suggesting you're that early in your career, right? Because you guys have been around for a, for a, for a bit, but early going over there early and connecting early and staying connected and repeating it, you start for some reason like the followings just it's like I don't know what it is. Like you said, so the 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 vibe and the energy is just it's not necessarily better or worse because if you can play it, you could play at a club or a show here in the states and there's a great vibe and it's it's just music fans, right? They're everywhere, but there's a certain thing about the loyalty and the fanaticism of of the of the european fans it's just it is it's just different so you know the the idea of going back and keeping those ties there and knowing them knowing they can look for you the next time is super important so i'm glad you guys are doing that that's awesome oh thank you yeah. i mean and you say uh you you said the right thing because we were actually we were kind of worried that it was too early because we know how expensive it is also to go over there right so like mm-hmm. we needed it to be the right look the right time um everything did line up uh you know but it it was we were unfamiliar to them so we were kind of nervous because it's mm-hmm. not like we've been in that market you know circulated on, on any other fm stations before going over there just now you know it was kind of like the opportunity came up we hurried up put out a song and just kind of like got on a plane hope for the best you yeah. know it's it's a big look. It's a big tour, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate into the fans liking and responding to our music. Um, but it absolutely did. And um, so I don't know if it was just like 
all of the right things happened at the same time um, or what, but, uh, and you guys are helping us get a real big look because the next thing I want to swindle our way onto is their festivals over there because they are massive festivals. Yeah. Yeah, they are. We're One hoping of the biggest things. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Oh, I was going to say that. We're hoping that's the next time over there is mm-hmm. like festival season. Yeah, 100%. Sure. I mean, it's certainly so to, to, to keep uh, pushing the needle on the uh, European uh, vibe, I'm sure you can attest to it. I, it's been a few years since I've been over there, but uh, for instance, the way that they treat the uh, bands as far as their hospitalities backstage, the food, the where you're parking, all of those things are there's sort of in some of these, some of those, uh, those countries and cities, they are set up with government funds to create areas for parking and egress and ingress for the, the bands in and out of the space for the artists to actually like be on site and get home cooked meals from like a real kitchen that's there. You know, just the, the theater vibe that I had over there was leaps and bounds different from when you go play like a 2000 cap club in the States in your first of three. And they're like, yeah, just get your shit off on the stage and then get your shit off the stage. And you don't have anywhere to put your bag except for your van. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, over there, they're like, you have a whole space, a whole room, all of these things, the, the, the parking in general is insane. And on top of that, they keep those those venues updated with you know, the newest sound, the newest production, the newest tricks and bells and whistles, because they do have uh, actual like grants and funds that you, you those cities and venues are getting. It's, it's way different. I wish yeah, the, the one thing I did notice was the catering was pretty like you said on it like it and it was different food so i don't know if my dumb american brain was like i'm just not prepared well, for this because it wasn't amazing they don't but use like, as much butter and as much bad things and, as we do you know the <laughs> horrible things that we enjoy over here they don't right. they don't use as much of that fans were amazing food was not america we'll say different Different. different yeah but i'll tell you what it like like chad was saying no it, d- it definitely didn't it felt cleaner felt like i wasn't weighed down after i ate and it, mm-hmm. i had like a full meal but it's not like i just needed a nap afterwards right, right? and uh and also like they were on site we are busy he's my cat oh yeah she's so mad he's so, so mad. mad there's three people in this room and no one is petting him yeah <laughs> i've been <laughs> trying anyway. let's let's have a look at him what's his name Come on, Murph. <laughs> Murph. Let's Come see on. him. Oh, Murph. M-E-R-F. Murph. Okay, yeah. Murph. Now's your time. Yeah. He's what you go ahead. Now's your Hit. chance, Murph. You speak now or forever hold your kibbles. <laughs> yeah. Hit the high um, note. Go ahead. Got Next time they're going to bring me. <laughs> right. You can't come on the ship, buddy. Sorry. No. Um, no. You could be the... Uh, you could, we've, had, we've had instances of um, emotional support animals, so... Really? So please don't. No. (laughs) I mean, I'm emotionally fine. He's the animal that (laughs) that's glass. Very needy creature. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, when we leave him here, he's left here with our uh wonderful roommate who makes sure that he has a treat schedule. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's amazing. Gonna be fine. Um but yeah, the the catering over there, sidebar Murph, the catering over there was pretty awesome because they did. They had on site like chefs and catering services that were like serving the food and they were there in person. And it was like a like a restaurant that they yeah. turned these venues yeah. into. But yeah, to it's your crazy. point, Chad, just like you said, I was warning them before we go over. They just seems like they have like a better uh, culture and like more 
uh, pride and respect for the art, arts in general, you know, uh, even yeah. with museums and stuff, everything is tip top. And it's, yeah, it's definitely, you can get spoiled by touring over there and you come back over here and it's a, it's a, a wake up call for sure. Yeah. They, they each have their pluses in mind. I mean, you know, like the, the idea of what's cool about the culture in general is there's still like this air of total respect for the journalists, the radio folks. It doesn't feel like it's convoluted by like, you know, advertising dollars when they're playing something people truly hear that come out of somebody that's a respected you know uh jock at the bbc or at metal hammer mag or whatever and they they listen like th those words mean something and over here we have the same version of it it exists in a different platform with word to mouth with word of mouth you know like uh either there's um, I, I guess I could talk about it all the time. I don't want to waste our, our moments. No, you're uh, totally just discussing right. This, but. That was, that was our, that was our, our first impression as well. We were told all kinds of things, right. But when you experience it, it is different. And you, and I think that we a little bit, we got spoiled because we come over there as musicians. And I think everyone in Europe must know how expensive it is to get over there because whether or not they liked Americans, we were invited for drinks after the show and like people wanted to come meet us and like we were treated i was like these people love us yeah, they're like, like they're like you're an american musician you must be completely poor let me buy you some booze <laughs> <laughs> how many beers do we need <laughs> welcome to our country also please come back um so it was it was really but germany germany oh germany with their rock fans and we were told germany we went over there knowing germany was like our number two market and uh Sweet. There was one show at the Palladium and it was, I believe, Cologne, Germany. And this was, man, um, what a moment. The whole mezzanine was closed off for green rooms and for catering. And the I'm I'm always like, Al, you see me probably running around on the boat and stuff. I have to be at the show. I love the rock show. I love playing the rock show. I love being there as a fan. Like I will be, anybody we open for has like a chair for me side stage because they know that I'm going to be watching the whole performance and losing my mind. So I'm out there, I'm losing my mind, I'm rocking out for Skillet, and they do a wonderful job of shouting out their support bands. And so they, you know, say, make some noise for Eve Under Fire. But this particular night, I was the only one up on the balcony. And so I was very clearly seen from the stage. No one else kind of knew I was up there. Obviously, they're watching the show. But John pointed to where I was standing, said, make some noise for Eve Under Fire. And 2,800 people turned to me as though I was rock royalty <laughs> let out this deafening like cheer crazy i've never heard anything like that in my life i was in tears i was so emotional about like how and they just stood applauding us from the stage and everybody it was the it was also that night where i i saw my first rowing pit where everybody sits <laughs> down and they do the row thing i had no i like it's just i've never seen i've seen it on instagram and on tiktok but i've never seen it in person like that's it was so it was such a special vibe anyway that night but that was my nightcap and i was like this place is amazing it i mean just an incredible moment well, the, the, cool, the, cool thing, the cool thing about yeah the cool thing about that is too is like they wouldn't have done that if you sucked i don't care where you are you. Very so, true. So, so you deserved it. So thank yeah. you. Well, it's a good thing she was up there because if it was me, they would have been like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> been like it was the oh, loudest yeah, yeah. roaring yeah. fart I've ever heard in my life. Twenty-eight <laughs> 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 hundred people just like. You would have just done the way the. <laughs> yeah, Rob's up there. Yeah, just supremely taking his his applause. I'm on the floor crying. Yes, sir. 
I'm sorry. How did the the rope hit? I have to know. Like, did you see the start of it? You know, when you see like a wave, right? You know, I like- did. I did. I thought someone fell like in the pit. I thought somebody like fell at first. And then I started to see that there was more people like trying to, I was like, Oh, they're picking them up. What a, what a nice German crowd. They're picking them up. You know, no, no, no. everyone else was just like, then it was like a domino. And I saw like 150 of them all like sequentially sit down and start this road thing. And everybody's just dying, laughing, like having a good time. Like it's some kind of, it's gotta be some sort of personal joke. I don't even know why this happens, but like, I think that people know this is just a european thing that they do at these giant shows so and then i what i really was fascinated by was like after that point in the song it was like after the breakdown after the chorus or something like that people started to stand back up and i thought for sure somebody was going to get trampled like stampede right because this was in the pit people were bouncing around and whatever you know just it was a fun pit but it was definitely like where the mosh pit was happening so I'm I'm watching for somebody to just get trampled. I'm like almost at my phone, like, who do I call if I see somebody get hurt? No one, no one started the moshing again until every single person had stood up from those people that were on the floor. And then all of a sudden it was like they planned this. Everyone stood up, everybody was like, Yeah, cheering. And then they all started bouncing around again. Like then the pit resumed. I was like, this is crazy. But like also, what a cool thing! Because it was—you could yeah. just tell that it was just for fun, you know. You rockers and your manners. It's like yeah. it's like everyone went to OSHA training for <laughs> <laughs> This is business one hundred and one, right? This is yeah. episode. Yeah. That's this right. Is- Yes, the OSHA yeah. training. Right. You, gotta, you know, listen. Had you asked me be- before we started here if the term OSHA was going to come up, I'd I'd have bet good American money. I'd have bet some German Deutschmarks. No. <laughs> We're not going to say OSHA on this episode, but there, there, there it is. OSHA. OSHA. Yeah. We'll get it. Well, by the end of the episode, we'll have it figured out. Dave will have figured it out for us. He's just going to sit back there in the tall grass. He's going to lurk and he's going to spring it on us at the end. Yeah. He's going to be like, yeah. Technically, <laughs> you guys, this is but like being in a band, right? This is the side of it people don't realize. There's like so much that goes into just getting there, right? Like what Jim's saying about like you get there, you play, you get your stage stuff on, you figure out what you know, dial everything in. Da, da, da. So when we come party with you guys, it's a vacation, yeah, <laughs> like, right? Like it's yeah. fun, and also get your stuff on and off stage, but fun. <laughs> well, you don't have you don't have far to go to fall down, right? Right. You know, or to find or to find some beer or whatever or find some food and you never have to really worry about what the catering is going to be. It's like, oh, you have your choice. Right. And then the other great thing about Ship Rocks is not to get to not to break the seal on Ship Rock too soon is that the fans are all for the most 99 percent of the time are super respectful and like, yeah. You know, they're people that really that, and especially the return guests that we have, they know how to how to uh, respectfully stalk an artist if they're if they're looking at get an autograph or those things right they've been they've been trained a little bit and a lot of them don't care about that right and they also know they're going to get a meet and greet and get a photo and chances are they're probably going to run into you somewhere around the ship somewhere or they're down the hall from you and they're going to say hey in the hallway and you're going to snap a quick photo so it's like all those things and that's why and we look we we emphasize that uh, as far as trying to make it a vacation for the artists as much as the guests you know yeah 
with the yeah. accommodations and just making sure you get through security and make sure everything is smooth and your shows are good and production set up so that you can enjoy yourselves. Because if you have a good time, if you're having a good time, everybody else is going to have a good time too, you know, so. Absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. you guys do a wonderful job with it. And 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 people that we've talked to, you know, like Skillet has been on and yeah, they were great. Storm has been on and everybody's like, yeah, it's it's just incredible. So even even all the way up, you guys are doing a great job. Yeah, thank you. I'd love to I see Lizzie and Joe around town a little bit here and there. Yeah. Three or four, yeah, probably more than that, four or five times a year. And I'm always trying to get them on and we just gotta figure out a way. So <laughs> they'll they'll be back. They'll be back in my loving arms. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that's true. Can, can I uh can I ask a little history questions? I mean, there's a lot that I know personally, you know, being here in, in Michigan in general, but and I'm sure that the, the, the boat, right? The, the listeners that have been on the boat have done their 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 due diligence because they are the greatest fans in the world. But what with your record coming out in 2015, the first record, right? Anchors? Was yeah. There, was there a band um that existed long before this that that debut or um did you guys kind of sort yeah, so, of start soon there before so my high school band was fall prey and uh okay. yeah and there was a bunch of other yeah local stuff that like um like dave was saying Crackjaw, and so rob was in a couple of iterations of the fall prey era and so we all met as friends playing in the same local scene and then like it just sort of happened where not too many people were doing stuff anymore. We really missed writing. So we were like, hey, we should jam together. And then we just immediately fell back in love. Dude, we <laughs> still, we, we all live, like most fans like are located all around like the US in some cases the world. And they just like meet together, like to rehearse, like right before a tour or something. Like we are in like 20 minutes proximity to each other. We still have band practice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope so. In my garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, garage yeah. In, in the garage? garage? In my garage, yeah. yeah oh, dude, that's so fucking tight. Yeah. We're still uh, a garage band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, we had a practice space. That's like that's really for, you know like when you, when you have the space with the you know here in uh, Warren, I think it was uh, Hoover's. I forget what the room was called, but you know, there's like a community of people that you know a few of them. You see them here yeah. and there, but like large and apart. Redford, right? Like, oh, like, oh. The loft in Redford on Grand River. Yeah, I that, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, like it, it was. It's like honestly, it didn't did, until you said that. Right now, it hasn't really occurred to me just how hard it is nowadays to a to start a localized group of like minded musicians, and then b find the space to do what I mean. I used to do in my garage in my parents' house with my with my neighborhood friends. And, you know, one or two of us would come out of that space and go make another band. You know, it's kind of like you just graduate to a spot where like, how much shit can you eat? You know, and then finally, when you said, I'll have another, you know, then you find the people that are, you know, from all these other steps of the uh, walks of life in different places. And then you do it remotely the way that you can nowadays. Yeah. But back then, when we started, um, when you guys started as well, playing music it wasn't <laughs> that would be unquestionable to think about having uh, another member in in another state for instance oh, yeah. but now, now it, you don't see anybody doing what you guys are doing and i find that to be so fascinating so you guys live and breathe the music inside of a space together you leave there hashing out you come there to hash out ideas and you leave there with new ones mm -hmm. and then um, you talk about your business, what you got going on. That's so awesome. Can you, can you then, so you put this record out 2015 and then it was a few years, what the first, the last LP was last year, 2022. 
Yeah, yes, correct. Mm -hmm. Love, drugs, and misery. So in between then, this is where the fun stuff, I think, probably happens, right? You know, <laughs> in those seven years, can you give us like an overview of how, how we came to be talking right now? Yeah. So the the quick version is this, you know how you said how hard it was to find like-minded individuals, let alone in the same space, right? That took us seven years to get to this lineup and like no kids, no drug problems, right? So also we can all do this, still have a passion for it, still be here localized in the same kind of community. Like, I feel like we do have a pretty old school story like we still get together and like we're talking about, oh, okay, well, what what do you, you guys want to write? You guys want demos like for the right? This is kind of like they've pushed this record, right? Love, Drugs, and Misery. Well, now what? Well, we got a bunch of ideas. Well, how did you guys do that? You haven't gone and written with anyone. No, I got him on my phone from when we jam. Mm -hmm. I live with this guy. We, <laughs> we hash out ideas all the time in my living room. So... It's yeah. very convenient to have friends <laughs> locally that just want to like jam out on stuff. I, I was talking to Dave, what was it, last week, two weeks ago, where we were like, oh, yeah, that one idea that you had vocally, you were like, yeah. yeah, 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 what if I did like a drum pattern like this, right? And we just, even just talking about stuff, we haven't gotten to writing it yet. Like it's possible for us because we're all in this same space and it's, it is convenient. Um, and we're always thinking of like what it's going to be when it comes time to get to that point we're writing. Well, so you're already locked and loaded with a bunch of ideas, like things you can, you know, add or throw away real quick. Well, right. look, the, you know, the reality is there's very few Freddie Mercury's, the, the, the one-stop shop, the one guy that can do it all. Right. And so the collaborative and the, and the energy of four or five is it can be a, a, a great impetus on move on forward movement. Right. Cause you know, it's like, you look, you guys were talking about those bands that have the guitar player in Maryland and the other guys in Baltimore. It's like, yeah, it's kind of close, but it's two hours away. Or, you know, there's a guy in South Carolina and a guy in Wyoming, whatever example, you know, whatever that's that means that one person or two people are getting together writing the music and then they're sending it to this person this other person saying hey play on this which mm -hmm. is fine they're they are in, they are included in that in the creative process to a certain extent but the magic the real stuff whether it be honing in on a proper lyric or a hook or a, a melody that's happening with the two people that are pushing the pushing the two people you know really working on it and the in drummers the yeah in the room thank you that's 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 the better summary and it's in the room together and i think i mean here's the thing i think there's a lot of bands that i've listened to over the years and i you know as the i put my manager hat on and i go you know what stay in the garage like forever stay in the garage. And if you're not physically in the garage, stay in the garage headspace. Remember that you're from the garage. And if you always remember you're from, from the garage, your Versace pants, do Versace make pants? Is that a thing? I don't even know. But yeah. whatever, pick your, pick your idiom, whatever thing you're going to get into is always secondary to whatever happens in the garage. You know, it's like, do we need to go spend the money on a proper studio to rehearse these things? No, we need a drum set with, with some pillows on it, a good guitar amp, a good bass amp, and a speaker for the vocals. Like, I don't know why you ever, one, I don't know you, but I don't know why people get out of that headspace. It's like, well, we can't give the magic. And it's like, no, the magic's in the people and being yeah. together. The together. And like I said, there's there, unless you're Freddie Mercury and you can just sit at the piano and come up with this brilliant shit by yourselves, everybody needs some kind of out external energy to push something forward. So 
don't well, leave the garage because it's going well. It's going great. Don't leave the damn Thank garage. Thank you. Thank you for that. Don't <laughs> leave the garage. I love that. Also, I just want you to understand the severity of the issue when you ask a bunch of downriver kids whether or not Versace makes pants because we don't know that. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? I just want to I just want to stand around a fire and drink some beer. Do they have, do they have those at Walmart? I'm not yeah. sure. Destroy yeah. <laughs> it and wean the back. I think you gotta ask for yeah. help. And they're like, and I, oh, I those don't even need pillows on the drum set because the neighbors are like way over there, right? I have a whole yeah. acre. Yes. Right. Oh so, shit! Well, you I'm just it. talking about for your ears out. standing next to the drummer. Oh, I guess that makes sorry, sense. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> just, just, just stop playing so damn you know, hard just stop it all the time the only time that dave runs into like problems right is because unfortunately he's on a drum riser and i am so short like my microphone is right next to the symbol <laughs> so i i really just want to get like can somebody please make us famous already so that way i can stand further away from his kid yeah. because <laughs> we're the first one so then- out you're the opening band there's a hundred drums that's oh yeah you got 15 uh, yeah. you know 15 inches to move yeah this, that's, that's an like, interesting conversation anywhere. sorry go ahead oh i'm like i can't go anywhere else dude i'm sorry yeah yeah, yeah. are you on well, years too yeah yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, we t- it took us forever to to it took me forever to convince those guys. Like, listen, we need to go on ears for everybody's sake, but more more or less for you know your voice after all of those tour all those dates touring, and you're just like left at the end, you know, day fourteen in a row, and you're like, I can't do it, brother. Yeah. You know, <laughs> trying to fight to hear myself over those fucking symbols or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I, this would be a, a good time to bring up this specific thing because I don't think a lot of people. Even when you're look when they're looking at you on stage and you're like, oh, you 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 all of us on this call can understand like what the vibe might be just by just by honing in in the drummer and the in the vocalist specifically in that straight line. But for instance, we did a guar tour. Oh uh, 30 days in a row, 30 shows in a row, every single one of the we're just following, they're chasing the money, right? The tour was routed to where the bales are and where the monies are. So like they're on buses and we're on a van trailer and it's sometimes 12 to 15 hours drives in between shows so load out to load in mm-hmm. um when we get there just throw our shit on try to get a, a sound check right before doors are you know in the next hour and when you get to that space and you see that there's literally just enough be- uh space between behind guar's drum set and the front of the stage and you're a five-piece band with a bunch of fucking cabinets because of course you know that's a good thing to have to mm-hmm. hug these massive emperor cabinets at the time that we had on yeah. stage but then you're just like where do you go right? right how do you provide a show how do you make the best of this moment you're out here making very limited amount of money and driving so hard you need to sell some merch can you tell us about any of those situ- like a situation like that? It's all for the best. Like wh- th- that tour was the best thing that happened for our band. It reality quick came around real quick and real early. So I don't know if you got a story like that. So we did buy guitar volts that we needed to sell real quick. Well, dude, we we we, <laughs> fu- we tried to look big and it was we fucked up so bad. So when we when we started doing like the touring stuff. Uh, on this level, we're like, okay, we got to look legit, right? So we got these big giant road cases that fit like a cabinet. They fit like all these things without thinking about who's helping us move this stuff on like stages that don't have ramps. <laughs> yeah. So like it, it's the hands have gone. They're gone. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. And it's like so. Like who are you? 
It, it, it took like one, one like short tour with Buck Cherry trying to navigate that on a small stage. We're like, yeah, screw this, man. Like we're uh, like, it's impossible to sell those things because we had them. We, you, you get them custom built. So they oh, just yeah. live in our garages now. But yeah, um, I this is like therapy for me a little bit because you understanding what the long drives and sleeping in the vans and the the Walmart parking lots, trying to get a couple hours of sleep, dude. I feel that, and thank you, thank you, friend. <laughs> oh, my body says you're welcome. We, you know, like I don't know if you guys figured out the uh... yeah, years ago. Everyone wanted to, you know, everyone was uh, trying to put that best foot forward, like do the dime bag Daryl, where it's like have four fucking, you know, full stacks, and it looks big, it sounds big, and then now all the equipment comes in a box this big, and. Now bands are like, well, why, you know, why are we going to kill ourselves just to have this aesthetic? You know, it's like going to sound the same in the end. So, you know, I still miss the big cabs and all that. But when it comes to the workload, it's a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, I'd you, have assumed you'd be, you're in the position that we we found ourselves in at that point. We were like, this stitch these cabs, go into Kempers, go to ears, carry our own our own sound equipment with the money we're saving and not having to, you know, carry that shit. And then we have more room in the trailer for, for bells and whistles, you know they make cool gadgets that you can do, essentially do on your own with just like some MIDI or a button on the ground. And that can go, I think it's just as far, if not further for the crowd, than you know, dummy cabs and the whole nine that some bands will, you know, used to specifically, you know, 10, 12 years ago would, would be carrying. Um, it's yeah. a cool idea, right? And we'd love to be able to do that when, when the time is right and when the money is right and when we're, exactly. when we're well into our career and we can do these things. And, and we, we, we would prefer to not use my harmonied vocals on a track, but have a keyboardist who can also harmonize with me mm -hmm. on the right. But until we're Foo Fighters, that's not happening. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of things to consider. We are making it work on a really like small scale right now, but but you know what? The energy is still there. It's yeah. it's a show. It doesn't change. People know that I'm singing. People know that we're playing. People know that when when he's hitting these crazy fills, like there's stuff that's added to the live show. And I think people have really gravitated to that. And it's so fun for me to know that as a musician that that even though there's stuff that you know, we're using to make our lives easier. Like people don't come to our show and be like, ah, they're selling out, ah, this and that, right? Like I still have people, it's funny you mentioned the merchandise. So when we count in merch, it's me, right? Yeah. When we when we do our merch setups and whatever else like that, it's me. I, I was slinging merch for a minute for us to just say, hey, we're not big enough to do VIPs yet. How can we make a big splash on Instagram. Well, come buy a t-shirt from the singer and I'll take a picture with you. Right. So we were inviting, we invite all of the people from the stage, come check out the merch, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, we thought we should do that on Ship Rocks and got the nickname Trotsky. I will not bring that much swag. I don't even, I don't even remember that. I don't even that remember that at all. I don't remember that. <laughs> like, like stopping things, Trotsky's? We, yeah. we brought pins. We brought stickers. We brought all kinds of things. And we yeah, did, but, you did, but, you ever, but you did well, though, right? Did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. So, that's yeah. why. It went great. Here. Yeah. Well, I don't have any problem. I, yeah, I don't remember that. I just remember now thinking about it. I hadn't thought about it since I looked at the settlement once a couple of years ago. And I remember going, oh, wow, they did really well on that. So we, it worked. We, it. we got yeah. satchel and pajamas in in, in an yeah. evil onesie. We got and yep. and talked about feeling intimidated when we when we were last on the ship. Like he was like watching our set, and I'm like, God, this guy's gonna know every damn note that I miss, yeah. and that's that sucks. 
Right. But it's awesome at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. Yeah. Um, but but it was really cool for us to start recognizing even even in different markets, not even just Michigan hometown shows. Like when <laughs> what happened? I'm just I'm bleeding. Mystery goo bleeding randomly. Oh. Mystery goo, Chad. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, do the it. sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chad and I, when we do these together, we can't wait for the mystery goo. It's the best part Dude. of the episode. Or <laughs> confetti just started Good falling. for you guys. It, it, I think you I think it came early. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, oh. premature goo. Oh no. Sorry. No, no, no. No, no. No, no, no. Hey, yeah, uh, we- that, that's yeah. an that's an awkward transition. But here I want to go back to something because this is something I think about a bit. Okay. What what percentage of <laughs> I so wanna say goo? I'm not going to. Okay. What percentage of live music needs to be live before it crosses the threshold of your regular everyday fan going. Yeah. It's gotta be high. It's gotta be 85, 90. Like she said, like, because, cause here's the, cause here's the thing you talk about, you're like, okay, I want to have, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting you're wrong. I want you to think about this. Something to think about. You're, you say, I want to have somebody, a keyboard player out here kicking ass with me, right? And at this, But at the same time, it's like, okay, I believe that you, that's what you want. I think that's the logical conclusion or the logical solution. But then you see these bands with budgets and it's, it's 50% tracks. And I'm not opposed to tracks. Everybody runs tracks. I think there's, there's definite benefit to it. Sonically, it's better for everybody. You work so hard in the studio to make these records. You want to bring that on a budget to the people. I totally get it. My stupid ass cover band uses tracks. Granted, it's for what a man by salt and pepper. So we can rap. That's oh. a whole other weird thing. Hold yeah. on. You got to do that karaoke on the ship. You just wait. Say, you got to do that you rap wait, right you now. Wait, Robert Lyberg. <laughs> All right. You wait. I, you call me I, wanted, I want to take a minute or two and give much respect due to a man that's made a difference in my world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was a little. Just a mystery goo. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Here it comes. He says. Here it comes. Like the way, make it. But it's like, it's like, oh God, am I going to be able to write my own ship right now? I don't even think I can. There's another nautical pun. Um, but you know, it's like you see a lot of bands with budgets doing it, and you. And, and the other weird thing is a whole other conversation about amps on stage, right? And the loss of that energy that you get from a, a man or a girl or a guy, whoever, physically hitting the instrument and it physically creating a moving air from the people that are right in front of those amps. And that's a whole other thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you can get to the point with tracks where it's too much. But that's my question. Maybe it's not a question. It's just open it up for a discussion these bands with all this money and all these funds have the money to put people on these big stages, but they still go with tracks. And that's the part to me, that's kind of, that's kind of sad. It's like, man, like you could have a kick-ass keyboard player, but you don't, and you're running tracks instead. Like, and I get it, the economics of it, I get it. But then there's somewhere it's like, man, you guys got the budget. Why are you running tracks? So it's, uh, we could talk about this for hours. Uh, this is what stuff kind of stuff I like to talk about, but I think that ever since phones became as high powered as they've become, it it kind of holds 
people to a certain standard nowadays that was never there like back in the 70s 80s and 90s like there was a you know bands would basically get away with not performing well and you would never see it on the internet forever you know skinner so you think it's the it's the perfection of the recordings that's creating the the need to make it perfect live yeah i think that that definitely adds yeah it's just like because the internet is what it is now like technology creates the expectation yeah and then like once a couple of like the bigger bands start doing it and it's like okay well now that's the new expectation now like everybody else like this is what it is this is what active rock is now this is you know this is what uh the hybrid like this is what like metalcore infused with like pop hooks is is now you know yep and uh that just becomes a thing. Now, me personally, the goal is always at one point someday to get it to 100% live. I think that's totally awesome. There's tons of big arena bands that still do that. Um, but it, if you can't possibly, like I understand the budget thing 100%. Um, if, if, if you're cutting corners that you don't necessarily have to cut, that's where I think it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, they're willing to sacrifice their uh, their art and in com- completion to like you know cheap shot. Hey, we'll just put the track in instead of getting that keyboard player. You know, I think some bands do it right, some bands do it wrong. You know, if you're using full instrumentation and uh, full parts, and you know, and it's just stacked so heavily, I think that's where the bands can get lost. If you're using you know percussion and keeping it in a metronome so it's nice and even and really small enhancements that instill the real music, overshadowing all mm-hmm. that. I think that's the fine line, you know, with, with 2023, you got to do it because you get left in the dust. But yeah, I think there's a way to really abuse it, you know, and, and, and convenience definitely aids to that for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think abusing it is, is a good term for, you know, like, are you just mailing this in? Right. But then I would like to also submit that, you know, what the 90% that I was saying was basically for our band, like what our standard is and what, how we write and what we perform. And and when we, when we write, what we'll keep in mind. Right. But like other performers, maybe that's where their focus is their performance, right? Like yep. how many tracks does pink run? Well, she's also got an acrobatic act sure. that mm-hmm. she's doing when yeah. she's right. Now she is not known to be a rock artist, but like many times, once you start getting into like the echelon of people who are icons, people who are music influencers that you see all over the place, right? I feel like, um, you know, some big bands that is, they are a rock band and they are going up there with like a five piece that plays their instruments and they sing and they, right. That is it. That is, that is their ethos. Right. And that's, that's cool. But like, other bands that are now using more technology, more production, like Bring Me the Horizon in their in their music, it's intentional. And so all of those like and Muse too, right? Muse plays their stuff, but they have so much electronic that mm-hmm. happens in their music. And that's all part of the show, all the giant right. screens sure. and like massive. So I guess it just depends on what you're going for. But definitely for, for what we do, um, it's a high energy rock show with people that are really up there playing and singing. Mm-hmm. I think Chad would have something to say about high energy because they were one of the uh, <laughs> most high energy bands out there for a live show. I can barely, barely feel my lower back. So that's what I have to say for that. <laughs> oh, 
coach. <laughs> After all those years, but uh, the, I mean, that was the ethos from the very beginning. You know, um, uh, it, it was necessity, right? Because I'm like, I don't know how to really do what I'm doing, so I'll just flop around on stage like a crazy person. And somebody will hopefully be like, that was wild. And then you know, you, you go and you, you you learn it. You learn what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. But I think you said, I think you said something really important is um, <clears throat> you're part of a business 101 you're part of a market share when it comes to the entertainment dollar sure and when somebody's spending that dollar right at a show inside of a space that's large and they're seeing these bands uh that are sound exactly like the record or as close to it with all these bells and whistles and their sonic assault has left them saying that was worth my 35 bucks right i'm just using like a club price as an example then you come back to that same place and you see a five piece that doesn't have any of that other stuff, right? All those aren't running tracks. And they, some of those fans in 2023 specifically, it'd be different back in the day. They might leave and be like, mm, it didn't sound as great as the record. Right. So then their expectations of that band are, aren't as, as high as they should be for a return play on ticket sales. That's, this is, this is just bullshit. But I think that when you're dissecting the, the pie and you're looking at what it is like bands that are going out there and hailstorm we mentioned them as a great example of of like a true blue fucking four-piece rock sh mm -hmm. show you know like and they can take their songs and reimagine them in that space as a four-piece and it sounds and feels just as great and if not sometimes even fucking better than the record because yeah, of that energy because of the emotion uh i mean it's and then to go back what what you said, if it's your intention to do so, then so be it. The tools are there. You know, I don't think we should sh should shit on anybody for using what's available and uh, doing a great job with it. But I do think there's something to be said about when you go up there and rely on your crutch and mm -hmm. leave that room feeling like you lied. Well, feeling you lied to them. You didn't do anything. You know. Uh, you didn't do the part that, of, uh, that you're supposed to do, which is sweat, motherfucker. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> and that's where I got what goes out uh, mid show, you know, and then the, but the amps are still on. At that point, you have no choice but to finish it out, right? And that's that's when it, it's time to be revealed, you know. So so, so that's when the milli becomes the vanilla. Hopefully yeah. not. It's one thing Lido Jack has in common with Europe is that there's no air anywhere like there's no air conditioning they don't believe in it like so <laughs> you're playing under the 90 degree sun on yeah, yeah. The next stage no ice. You're, you're playing like you yeah. know germany still no well, air listen eva under fire gets to be uh you know when you guys are a stadium act we'll come in we'll have on ship rocked and then we'll just cover it Yay. Okay. <laughs> I love this. Cover it. I love this. We'll all of the ship rockers just blowing mini. Why would they be? Why would they have pinwheels? Well, I, I don't know because that's what I meant. Oh, they're blowing mini fans. Why would they have just the pinwheel? You got it exactly right. I'm thinking your vision was the pinwheel inertia of the, <laughs> the pinwheel inertia. Everyone, five thousand. If we end up on Lido Deck, we should definitely tell them that, like, hey, everybody, bring fans. Bring fans. Hold on. I think I think on Shiprock, that whole like rowing mosh pit needs to be a thing. Oh, I do too. I totally I was that. thinking the same thing because <laughs> you know, could be, yeah, because moshing it can't really, it's not really a good idea. We right, don't right. frown upon it, but we frown upon it. So I think this sure. is a wonderful alternative. Yeah. Right now, yeah. The, 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 the other, 
together. Yeah. And it's yeah. not a too, so we're keeping it clean. <laughs> yeah, Dave, the other thing I think you need to do, you know, I'm not here to give you career advice. Okay. Yeah. I think you should during the set on the Lido deck, you come off, you come off the drums. Just follow me, follow me here, right? Okay. You come off the drums. You come down stage center, right? right. Shirt off shirt off. All right. Obviously. Now we're talking. And you you got a wireless headset mic and you come out there and you say, ship rocked, blow me. (laughs) And then at that moment, everybody pinwheels. (laughs) Oh, okay. What do you think I I meant? What do you think this is? This is, yeah, we're not talking. It's a a family show, people. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm down, man. Yeah. Do okay. Song too? okay. So let's go over this one more time. I just want to make sure we get this. Make sure we get this. Make sure we get this right. Dave. Taking notes. He's got stage. Okay, he's got yeah. some pretty fancy spanks he wore. And uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we got oh, spanks. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I think I got it. I you guys could trade it. beanies and you could grow, start growing your hair out right now, Dave. <laughs> so yes. that way, when you say, Ship Rock. Blow yeah. me! And you have like wavy long yeah. hair. Then like you can see the pinwheels actually work, which yeah. would be great for the pinwheels, I guess. Yeah. You know, we'll do a giveaway. We'll get them sponsored. We'll get to spinwheel.com to sponsor it right now. Oh, check it! You know it's something horrible. <laughs> Don't go to spinwheel.com. We are. I'm doing it. So this this is on a way screen share screen scale, share. But but I already have a helper. On Shipwrecked, who will be there again because your shiprockers are dedicated. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a dedicated water fan that would hold my water because we were on deck stage and it was really crazy. Right. And I couldn't, like, I was losing my water. And I was like, would you please do me the honor? And he held my water bottle the entire time and what? stood right there. <laughs> and, then, and then he took a picture with me when we did the meet and greet thing. And he was like, I'm the water boy. So like, we already have a set. He was, he was messaging us on IG already. He's like, I'll be there this year. I got your water, bro. I'm like, I you're love amazing. It. That's amazing. So I don't have fans that are holding fans yet, but I have fans that hold water bottles. Right. Okay. <laughs> Remake the water boy. Uh, uh, <laughs> album, movie, movie, <laughs> movie cover and put him in in place of Adam Sandler. Or at least you can do it. Yeah, he's got to have a friend that can do it. He's got to have a friend that, can, that he can do it. Oh, um, so speaking, and then, uh, so speaking of ship rock, you've, you've checked out the lineup. Um, two things about ship rock this year. One is, uh, I'm going to have to talk to your people about seeing if you guys want to play a song or two with the stowaways. That would be a fun thing. That's uh, business yeah. one. That's business one hundred and one. People don't, don't talk about talk don't talk you. about business directly with the artist. But I just broke don't some rules. But I, but I don't care because these people are my friends too. Dang it. Uh, and then secondly, uh, who else on the lineup are you looking uh, looking forward to seeing? What excited you when you saw the lineup to go? Oh my gosh, we're on the same bill as. For me, it's easy. Uh, I'm Code Orange, man. That that band's on uh-huh. fire, and I don't know. I just think they're um, they, you know, their sounds kind of harsh, but they're uh, just how they look. It reminds me of like Terminator and shit. Like I don't know mm-hmm. their their art direction and their sound and how it all adds up together. It's like uh, the complete package. So I've seen them before, but I'm stoked to definitely uh, share the stage with them. Yeah, that's a so. Choice. I got mm-hmm. to meet Adam D. Uh, years ago, and I highly doubt he's going to remember me, but he's tall like me, so maybe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kill Switch Engage is like for me like the OG metalcore kings, and and uh, absolutely excited to see them. Never, 
I've never seen them live with Jesse, so I'm uh, interested to see oh, how. Shit. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've only seen him with Howard. So. Oh wow! I don't think I have either. Holy shit! Yeah, that's gonna be. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen once with Jesse. It was pretty dope. Like it was. It, but you're right with the OG hardcore. Like all of us that like grew up in that metal era. That's oh, we fell in love with. When I heard my curse, I was like, "Oh my god! This is yes. This is how good this gets." Right, right, right. <laughs> Well, His that was like around the time, like that, and like Fall of Ideals, all that remains, and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all those bands were on on fire at the time. Dark Star, yeah, and it was like it was a really good time to be a, a heavy music fan. So you also just announced Dorothy, and mm-hmm. I've been personally just trying to corner her and give her a big hug and tell her that I love her smoky, sultry voice. So I think this would be a great time for that. Just saying, and um, I mean, she's an amazing performer. I we saw them uh, at Riff Fest, so yeah, uh, those are all solid. Take take a note, more notes, solid choices, more notes, more notes, more notes. Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. Business notes, yeah, business notes. (laughs) Hey, we're trying to make connections here, people. That's what we do here with Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast. We're making connections. Where's your assistant? She's still making that. She's uh, making that taco salad. I got a question. Well, not a question. I want to say congratulations, I should say, before we move into this next and I think final segment. Uh, dude, Pandora Radio gave you that nod in the 2023. That's fucking dope. Congrats. Super dope. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Artists to watch. Dude, that means yeah. that means yeah, a lot. Cool. Yeah. And pretty stoked. You guys crushed it on with blow on charts. Fucking massive. What'd you get in? Which number would it top it? ten for like a hot second? But we were it was top ten at Active okay. Record. So that count. That counts. That's it it counts. Awesome. We saw yeah, it. Screenshot. <laughs> Screenshotted it. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Well, of so course. the craziest thing was how long it stayed, and like people were adding it to like it's, regular rotation, and like it had so it had legs, you know. So I was I was really excited about that. Um, and to have some really cool, awesome people that we met as a result of like its success, um, like IS9 is like radio darlings at Octane. And so when we did Aftershock last year, you know, Jose Manga was going to do just like a, like we were opening the stage. So we didn't expect like a, a hard intro from the man himself, right? Because Jose comes over here and he was like, hey man, this is really awesome. You know, like you should know that, you know, we all do favors for friends and whatever that put out cool music, but sometimes it, it just doesn't stay around and other times fans want it. And he was like, fans want this one. Then he was walking over to the stage. I was like, yeah, awesome. You know, and he was like, so, so you guys are opening my stage, right? I'm, I'm about to go up there and do the hard intro. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're just going to announce you under fire. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we were, we were really uh, happy with what it, what it did and what it still continues to do. I mean, I, I, when we were just over in Europe, it was the closer, of course. And so we go, this one's called Blow. And everybody bounced. Everybody lost their minds. And everybody was up off their feet. It was so fun. That's dope. you got to give a nod to the people of Europe, though. Those people can clap on beat. You know, sometimes. <laughs> One in three, people. The dudes, they, they nailed it every time, man. I couldn't believe it. I'm so used to closing out people, you know, clapping. Not over there, man. You can pretty much rely on them. That's, it was good yeah. to hear. They were not a beat off. <laughs> <laughs> they were not a beat off. That's awesome. Sorry, that just got me good. Uh, Which is unusual also, for Chad because Chad's always a beat off. Yeah. <laughs> family show, family show. Yeah, my family's yeah, listening and they meant. know it too. That's not what I meant. No, no, they, they know it too. <laughs> they know. Uh, the, uh, the, the War Pigs cover. Yeah. That's sick. Then that just came out too, right? Raven, you guys were in April? Europe? April? 
Um, yeah, when we were over, when we were overseas. Yeah. So they released it, uh, in April and it was just sort of, you know, cause we were in between what to release. It's a really strange time to release a record too. Cause we, we turned it in before pandemic world and yeah. then everything happened. So like now that it's out and it's in a strange space with everyone else's weird release schedules, what songs do we go with? What songs do we not go with? Now that we uploaded the entire album, it's not quite new on DSPs and blah, 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 algorithm we, business. We, crap, we right? Business, well, business. It's just been a nightmare. But I was I was really happy that they were looking for the ways to support us while we were over there. So they took Unstoppable to radio while we were over there. And oh. we did um, like a fun thing with uh, with Warpigs um, because obviously Ozzy's now officially announced retirement and things like that. Um, and we actually had... Um, been playing that song for for a while and we just we felt like it was an appropriate time for for us and and i love singing the song because um i just feel like it's still super relevant even generations later like what what people deal with right and then even if you look into like the whole pandemic world thing it was like such a strange division of, of humans that went on um so and it, it was a weird song for me to try to sing but we we do this a lot where with covers we go big or go home Mm -hmm. Yeah, we like make it a game of like doing songs that we're not supposed to touch. <laughs> nerdy, nerd, nerdy question. Nerdy question. Was it in the same key? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because that's that's tough to sing. I mean, your range is like super evident there. Because Ozzy's got a great range, but for you to be able to pull off kind of the lower, probably in your register, it sounds it sounds great. And the um, the drums have a really unique sound too. Like the just the kind of the big roomy, so yes, big well, reverbery. Just to nerd out a little bit more, uh, we knew that we had to record that one a little differently because of the nature of the song and the beast and, and when it first came out. So the drums were recorded live. The guitars were recorded live. Um, we did it at a, a studio. In a studio live room. Yeah, in like a live room. And uh, we knew that like if we tried to, to like really digitize any of this stuff, it's just going to be so obvious. So we just wanted to really bring out the more organic side yeah. for that track specifically. Um, so yeah, it was a little, little homage. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it came out great. It came out great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, oh, well, homage. Did you see that Geezer shared it? Geezer Butler Geezer shared Butler. it. Oh, you know what? I don't, I didn't what? see that he did, but I think I saw. Uh, On Twitter. Yeah. yeah. No, Robert, I think I saw you. Shout him out, say, "Oh my God, I can't believe this!" Right? Is that? I think I saw. Yeah, yeah yep. for sure, I did. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, did. I yeah. somebody sent it to me, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, I, 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 I didn't. Photoshop skills, get out of here. You're that. You're that. No, that what? No way, guy from Canada. What? No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. I mean, dude, that's fucking like. That's like a die happy shit, you know. Uh, yeah, they that, they're, yeah. they fucking heard your 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 homage, you know, that your fucking cover. But essentially, like, nah, there's no greater feeling I I, I can imagine. I can't know, imagine insecure yeah. enough to even reply on it, right? To hear it as in one thing to, to yeah, reply on it as yeah, another. He meant, he meant it. He meant it. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah. have done that if he didn't mean it. He'd have been another cover. they were done every day. He would have been like, sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah. You yeah, know, so but somebody else turned him on to it too. That's the other cool thing. Like, I wonder how. I wonder oh, how. Shit. Does he have a Google alert set up for that song? I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Smash ball some sucks or something. Check this out. I wonder if the the cover like world sort of backfired and worked out in our favor this time because um, 
the week before we were, no, we released it. We had a release date like scheduled, right? So it, we recorded it and we had a release date scheduled. And the week before it dropped, T-Pain had done that song on like the the cover, whatever, the mass singer. Yeah. I think he did, right? So, and he released like the live thing. So I wonder if like that was enough limelight for Black Sabbath to be like, I don't know. And then we came out with ours and they were like, this is better. Yeah. Well, they yeah. probably, I mean, look, the algorithm helped you there. War Pigs yeah. cover, yeah. enter. It's like, there's yours, <laughs> right? So yeah. timing is good too. Um, I'm gonna. I'm. We're we're approaching the uh, the end of our hour here. We want to let you all get back to your garage, please. Uh, but listen, we do something on on making waves. The Shiprock Podcast that we like to call Walk the Plank. You'll figure this out as we go. Yep. I'm already nervous. First question: If you had the ability to give one virtue to all of humanity, what would it be? One virtue. It can be a compiled answer or an individual answer. I think it's important. A uh, group um, answer. Group answer. Oh, group answer. Okay. Let's go group answer. We'll mix it up. Well, so so what, what is the root of most of the world's problems? Should it be honest? I, I don't know, man. Listen, this I is... I kind of went there with listen, honesty, listen, right? Listen, we, we asked the questions here, Robert. So whatever the opposite of greed is. <laughs> like, like, yeah. It's, it's got to be honesty. honesty so so yeah. like, like liar, liar, like you can't lie. Yeah. Oh honesty. my gosh, you went with honesty, walk down that road for a second. Y'all are crazy. Okay, next. Chad, yeah, right. your, <clears throat> walk the plank, Chad. Make him walk the plank, baby. What is the best commercial that you have ever seen? Oh, oh man, jeez. Hold on, I got I got this one. So it's a German commercial for Sprite. Oh, so, <laughs> so, okay. so basically, they're a lot more okay with this type of thing over there. Um, and I can send you guys the link. To, to make sure that, you know, I'm not making this up. Um, so basically the, you're looking at this girl on her knees in front of this dude and she's doing something to him. Suggestive. We don't right? know what it is. It's something. Reading him the Bible. Something. God, yeah. it's something. <laughs> and she's on her knees praying. And um, that's not even appropriate. So the, the camera eventually pans to where you see her face and she's got a Sprite bottle that she's drinking out of while still on her knees in front of this guy. The guy's yeah. holding the Sprite bottle where his midsection midsection. And then where's your penis, Robert? And then it's like the Sprite bottle gets shaken up and then explodes right in her face. So yeah. So the the sun the studs get all over her face and stuff. And then soda over in Germany. She just she loved it. Yeah their commercials are serious over there, right? Yeah you can you can only watch you can only watch them on YouTube, right? Like for like I've seen I've seen a couple of those where it's like this commercial was banned and whatever and you watch it and you're like yeah that was probably banned in the U S yeah I believe oh, that. yeah have you seen a few of the Ramstein videos those are pretty raunchy oh, too yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they made they made well, they made a butt plugs right? watch the video plugs? for a song called EU asterisk asterisk Y. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, watch that one. Okay. That is a good. That's a good commercial. Uh, that's a good. Like, I mean, like you, you gave it memory. I should have said that's a good commercial. You, you went from step to step. Like, I, I fucking can't believe that. Uh, I, I went through it mentally. I pictured it all, and I was like, okay, okay. I can't believe they put that on television, but yeah. it is Germany, so it's a little yeah. bit different here. Do you guys know who Ernest is? <laughs> Ernest P. World. 
he oh, was uh, around doing all those movies back in the day, like Ernest. Yeah, Ernest, Ernest yeah. Does yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Are you going to ruin my image of him right now, Chad? No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with getting blasted by Sprite. Uh, in, in, instead, instead, Ernest, uh, th this is what it reminded me of. I don't know why. Ernest, he got to start making commercials, fake commercials, cutting them on big, a big, gigantic um Vern was his camera guy back then, and he made commercials for real companies who never asked him to make commercials at all. I want to and, do that. I want to do and that. And right then now. compiled the, these like great this, these videos and just kept sending tapes out until somebody like noticed his genius. I'll send you guys a link to it. There's a uh, like a like a compilation of like 30 minutes of them and they're fucking genius. No, he, he was actually trained to be like a thespian too. He was like a, like a properly trained actor too. Then he never, ever really got to show obviously doing the earnest films. It doesn't show off his, uh, sharpened skills, but yeah, he was trained to be <laughs> bigger. But than here, that. Well, but here's the thing though, Ernest, that's not how that guy is in real life. So to me, he is a brilliant actor, yeah, he's, uh, he's, right? He's, so there you go. Yeah. He used his training in a different way. Right. To look like he hadn't to make it look like he had no training. And by the way, isn't that what isn't that what art is? You make it look so easy and so natural that you don't even know that it's fake. Sure. Yeah. Look Bang. at that. Ernest. I we have one more question. This one yeah. comes from a guest. I, I want to ask one. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. put a bonus. What is the last thing that each one of you cried about? Ooh. Oh man. It's going to be real sad if I answer. So I'll let one of them answer. <laughs> uh, I think that's why we, that's why we wanted you to answer. Okay. We need, we need, we get emotional here on the show. I'm dramatic and I need a lot of attention. I don't know if you can tell, like I have like a rainbow hair and I'm the lead singer of a rock band. So like, I'm kind of, <laughs> no, I didn't that. get that. I didn't. <laughs> didn't get, yeah. I'm a peacock. So uh, I didn't get enough hugs and I was having an emotional week about 15 million other things. But of course I kind of broke down because nobody loves me. Right. But that's not true that these guys are here. So I was just being dramatic. It was temporary. You right. thought that. But I, I hugged my cat instead and he that was happens. fine. Right. That my happens. cat's genetic. I guess he gets it from yeah, his mother. I mean, yeah. My answer is going to be sad. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess my grandmother passing or something. Like yeah. For yeah, me, for, there you go. For me, it's my dad or anytime I watch. Uh, uh, Land Before Time. Oh, I can't get through Land Before Time. If you want a dad, if you want a dad movie to cry about, The yeah. Road. Oh, um, I haven't seen it, but I probably should. Don't watch Harley and Me either. Don't watch that one. Oh. <laughs> that is they sad. should not be allowed to make movies like that. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that seriously, really, that was like shame on you. <laughs> My emotions <laughs> are not to be toyed with. No. Yeah. Those are, yeah. So uh, I guess, let me ask you this last question. Uh, I'm so sorry to hear about the grandmas. I don't, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that was a while ago. Yeah, I appreciate it though. Thanks. Oh, so you haven't cried in years then? You're just like, rock like yeah. 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 <laughs> Except for Marley and me. I'm like, yeah, last week I had a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the, the question, so you guys are going to get to do the same thing. The question is asked by our guest to next, the next week's guest. They don't know who the guest is going to be. And when I ask you the question, you won't know who it is until I you get a given answer. So his is a two-part. You can do it as a group, I guess, or uh, individually. You talk amongst yourself how you really like to give it. The questions are, one, uppers or downers, two, drop C or standard. Wow. Wow. Caffeine's an upper. It yep. is. I'll okay, roll with that. Uh, 
Yeah, caffeine uppers for These me. These guys are drinkers, and, though. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I want to say uppers, <laughs> uppers and downers. Okay. I feel like I feel like both is an appropriate answer. Yeah. Not at the same time though, because that's oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah that's, that, normal. Yeah, that's called the Jaeger bomb. Let's go. <laughs> um, let's go. I'm old man. We drink Jaeger bombs. That's what you do. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Say the downer on that. You guys say the upper on that. And then what was the other part? Uh, standard tuning for me. Oh, standard. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you could just make more of the instrument. You can do more with it. I agree. So Aaron Jones, he was oh. the asker of those questions. We talked to him. Uh, yeah, you t- they're all very uppers. very nice <laughs> people. Yeah, very nice. he's also on uppers. And by, <laughs> that, and, by that, and by that, I mean he has a very positive attitude. Yes, he totally. Does. Very <laughs> sunshiny he's guy. A, he's a sweetheart of a human being. We love yes. that guy. He's a really nice guy. <laughs> he, he really is. So now you guys get to do the same, the dirty deed for next week's guest. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't tell you who it is. He didn't no, know. So we, can't, so we can't tell him who it is. But, they'll, but the next guest will know that the question came from you. So how yeah. would you like to make our next guest oh, walk the plank? I mean, you can always come up with random ones, but if you got something. Cats or dogs? If you want to keep it that cut and dry. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Oh, I love it. Cat person yeah. or dog? Cats yeah. or dogs, but why? But why? Yeah, there's, cats usually, there's usually an explanation. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll go dot, 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 three of them. But why? <laughs> and, <laughs> but why? But, but why? It. But why makes it sound like you don't want either. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, like, why? <laughs> I thought it was but why? Like, just sta- <laughs> like you're yeah. just a straight up exclamation. <laughs> but why? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, love it. I had yeah. a uh, horrible question, but it, it I'd have what to. Know. Okay, great. We 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 need we need it. Then we'll have a two parter, just like yeah, I would. Well, thirteen. No, this I'd, guy's I'd, gonna be like, I'd, watch this. I'd have to know beforehand if you're not gonna ask it to those poor girls in the warning because they're too young for this. Maybe we will. <laughs> when when's the last time you you've been pleasured? Okay. Oh, anyway, is this oh. is this like open? Is this an open ended pleasure? Like it could be like I drank a coke earlier yeah. today. Uh, I, got my, I got my aspartame kick. I think you can ask the question like that and let them interpret it how they want to. This uh, one's got to be We having it right. Making waves. Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> Wham! Those are t- my typing um, fingers. I apologize. I I got it. I got it down though. Thank you guys. Uh, Eva. Robert, Dave, thank you so much for spending a little time with us this week. Thanks, we appreciate you very much. You guys rule. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, we, and we look forward to seeing you all on the ship, if not beforehand, by some miracle. Uh, that would be amazing. So and let, let us know if Shiprock can help you guys out with anything as you move forward. We're happy to help. We love you guys. And our guests love you, too. So thank you. Uh, Chad, if you want to come to Gin Blossoms, hit me up on or uh, hit one of us he's up. Going. And he's he's, he's going. Door. He's going. He was gonna. He was gonna leave this podcast like an hour ago. To get <laughs> he was gonna be like, "So, do you think I'm, you know?" I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm totally gonna go. The even and also Jim Blossom. It's a done deal for me. I'm gonna go see you guys and Jim Blossoms and probably get an elephant ear. You said is there elephant ears? Yeah, that, it's gonna be one nearby. For sure. Nevada, bro. <laughs> one nearby for sure. Amazing. <laughs> Dave knows the. He's got map. He's got the map uh, down. I got the logistics laid out for it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. And uh, yeah, it. by the time we see you, ship rockers, we're going to need this vacation. So yeah. let's. Do this. I love it. You got a busy year. Be safe out there. Bye, guys. Right, Bye, guys.
Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>